Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Spinning Thoughts Podcast. This is Angelo coming at you. I'm going to encourage you right off the bat here while I've got your attention to follow us on Twitter at Spin Thoughts Pod and to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere else. It's free. We're doing this for free, literally free. I'm not kidding. So, uh, and, and we're doing it for you. So thank you to all of our amazing listeners and to all the bands that we've talked to up to this point. Before we dive into who's here with us on episode 40, everyone welcome back the co-host of Spinning Thoughts Podcast, Brandon Robertson. What up, B? Yo, what's going on, Angelo? Well, I'll tell you, it's it's a Monday, and typically those suck. However, in Pittsburgh, I don't know about everybody else, everywhere else, but it's been like 70 degrees here in Pittsburgh. It's beautiful. Beautiful day. Uh, I had the dogs out um, earlier today and over the weekend, so the vitamin D is like kicking in, man. I'm feeling good. You feeling good? I feel great, man. All right. Well, that's good news because we should be in good spirits right now because we've got an amazing guest who's joining us for, I'd say, a pretty good milestone. This is episode 40. It's not like 41 or 42. Those are lame. Those are lame. It's, you know, 40 is like a nice, even number. Over the hill now. Yeah. Right, right. We're there. So, uh, hey, everybody, uh, I know you're stoked for it. Help us in welcoming Michael from Daisy Head. Michael, what up, bro? Yo, Michael. Hey, guys. How's it going? We're doing fucking awesome, bro. You feeling the same? Yes, for sure. Feeling great. Were you in Tennessee? I am. What's it like over there, man? Give us a little synopsis of the weather. We like to know. Um, well, it's warm out, kind of kind of close to like 70s, like you guys, maybe uh, like mid-60s or so. But it, it rained a little bit ago, so it's not as nice out as it is up there. Do you like the rain? I do, actually. I don't like driving in it, but I like it other than that. I like it to be overcast, too, not sun beating down on you. A little bit of overcast, a little bit of rain, still with that warmth. That's where I'm yeah, at. for sure. Michael, how are you driving in the snow? You guys deal with a lot of that in Tennessee, I assume? Uh, we kind of deal with it pretty sporadically. Uh, we didn't. Uh, so far, we only got one snow this year, and it was really easy. It just it melted almost immediately, so... Um, but I'm personally okay at it. My car, I just have a small little hatchback. It's not perfect for it. Or, um, but I mean, most people here are, are terrible at it. But are you guys I equipped think, to handle it in Tennessee? I know, like when a snow hits no, no, Atlanta no. or something, yeah. you know, they don't have salt no, I don't, for the roads. I think that's or... the main the main issue is that we're not equipped for it for sure. Because yeah. we've we've toured through the Northeast while it was snowing really hard, and I we even got caught in a in a snowstorm not that long ago. It was pretty terrifying, but it's definitely. They can take care of things up there, not like they can. They, they cannot down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Now, who's driving like the 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 van or the bus? Or is there, are you ever behind the wheel? Do they trust you? <laughs> um, I don't know if they trust me, but I do drive. Uh, <laughs> we we uh, have a team of five dudes total. Four like four guys in the band, and then we we have a merch guy that we always bring with us, and uh, we all kind of trade off as evenly as we can keep mm -hmm. it. You know. Is there anybody in the band that just seriously sucks at driving that you really that you don't, don't even let yeah, drive? That, that you, just, you really you're like man uh, for the man. couple hours this dude's driving, I'm like scared. Just be like, you know what? You, you go ahead and take another nap. We'll get somebody else to do this. <laughs> what do you What do you oh, think? Oh man, well I don't want to I don't want to embarrass him, but uh, we do. Our, our boy Caleb that comes on tour with with us. He's he's a pretty. It's it's not that he's a bad driver. He's just like a he's like a sporadic driver, I guess. He, yeah. he does make us all nervous sometimes. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean, we, we trust him just enough to just for it to be okay. Sometimes we get thrown off the bunk at the top and, some, <laughs> you know, it, it's all good, though. We all make mistakes. Well, you know, Michael, we're going to talk uh, here in a few segments about the upcoming tour that Des Daisy Head's going on, which is really impressive. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Hopefully, You said Caleb, right? Is that the guy we're talking about? Yes. Caleb, if you're listening, bro. You got a couple weeks to like take some driving lessons and get ready because this tour is badass. It's long. You're going a lot of places, man. Get it in. Learn how to parallel park. Oh uh, my god, I can't wait for him to hear this. Me too. Me too. Uh, all right, Michael. So we're gonna dive into things here. We've got a lot to cover. Uh, Daisy Head's gonna be releasing its second studio album titled "In Case You Missed It," dropping on April the 28th. I want to congratulate you on this incredible release. We we had the the pleasure of getting an early listen to the album, and we're totally digging it, and we're not going to give away any secrets. We'll let you do that if possible. But how, how are you feeling 
as we're approaching the drop date? Oh, uh, first of all, thank you for the kind words about it. It really, that means the world to me. Um, but because of the way that I'm feeling about it is why it means so much to me. And we're just, we're so stoked to get it out. We've been sitting on it for a while, getting the plans together and going through some member changes and stuff. So honestly, it's just, it's a huge relief to, to finally be at the point of releasing, you know? Did you record so, it in Tennessee? Where are you at, Nashville? Yeah, we are in Nashville, but we recorded it. We went up to the Boston area to record with Jay Moss, and uh, that was probably the best decision we could have made for sure. New England. Is that is there a lot of good music coming out or, or at least being recorded around that area? What, what's it like up there? I haven't heard anything about the Boston area. Um. <clears throat> Boston is great um, from what I know. I mean, there there are some great bands from, from that area and then, you know, from around it and stuff like uh, Somos is a band from up there that I really like. And uh, um, Defeater, or at least Jay, is from up there. Yeah. And he was in Defeater. And the, I mean, and I've also, I just, I love his recordings and just being up there. And there have been a lot of really cool bands to go through to at least record. So um, definitely stoked on it up there. What was the recording process like? Um we like to know, you know, maybe common details like to the band, but maybe not everybody else gets to know. I mean, how long how long were you guys working on writing the material? How long were you guys actually in studio from start to finish? Were there any peaks and valleys along the way? Bring us up to speed. Yeah, man. Um, this record was a doozy for, for me personally. Um, we went through multiple member changes since our first album, The Smallest Light, came out. And we, we essentially, as soon as that record came out, we had, I mean, at least I had started writing uh, songs for In Case You Missed It. And um, it just became this this vision that changed about a hundred times throughout the entire process because, um, you know, after, when, at the point of us starting to write that, that's when we started touring more heavily. And then go. that's, the more you tour, the, the more you see who's going to last in the band. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So we had that happen. I mean, there were a couple of times where I I was at the point of just being like fuck it I don't want to even try anymore. Um, yeah, so we, we read about that a little bit in some of the uh, articles we came across during our research, and we're going to touch on some of those topics here in a little bit. Um, what what was the best part of this of this process for you? Um, probably recording it. Um, we ended up not having a guitar player. Uh, at the time when we went to record so that all landed on me and the other guitar oh yeah it was it was rough but I ended up writing all the having to write all the vocals as well and there were even a couple of songs where I wrote the drums because at at, at some point (laughs) there was a point while we were writing when we didn't have a drummer so I just got on my my iPad and uh and like programmed some drums and recorded have you always been a multi-instrumentalist no I I couldn't I couldn't play a drum set if you paid me a million dollars to. <laughs> well, but, Michael, uh, I've got a million dollars I'm looking to burn, so I might challenge you here. Yo, let's let's do this. I'll, I'll try. Like that's, When that's you say member changes, too, you ain't fucking around, man. You, you There was a time where you didn't have a guitarist, didn't have a drummer. I mean, yeah. how did all oh, yeah. that kind of shit get solved? I mean, was, there, was it a timely thing? Did it take you a lot of time and effort, or did it kind of just uh, fall together? What yeah. was that about? It was nearly endless trial and error for me to to find the right people. You know, the people showed interest and ended up not being able to for this and that reason. And I mean, I also wanted to be able to find people that I can live in a van with for a certain period of time. So um, I think things started coming together whenever our current drummer, John Taylor, joined. And he uh, I don't know, he was he was always there through all the other member changes. So he was able to to branch out and help us find other members as well. So it, it just kind of slowly came in place. It was all a timing thing um, for sure. So on that topic though, Michael, so um, in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about Daisy heads article in alt press. It's there's some topics in there regarding the new album and the latest music video. But in the article, you said And I quote, the day we announced the record, we all said to each other, this is the first day of our version of Daisy Head. So talk to us about this evolution of the band leading into the album and where is it going to go from here? Um, Well, this is the first release that we ended up uh, putting out with the current members that we have. And my my favorite thing about the band now is the current lineup, just because I finally don't feel so alone and stuff like that. So. You know, once we put the music out, we just 
we just all we we hung out that day because uh, we played a show with Dashboard Confessional that same day, and we were all just in a really stoked mood. And we said, okay, well, the music is out, and we're about to tour it. Like this is literally this is the beginning of this album cycle. So um, it's we have uh, we have some other tours in the works on top of the one that we've already announced, and we're planning on doing some international touring and we're we're literally going to do everything we can to get this this album in everybody's ears so so this is like the real deal you know the the lineup's solid everybody's vibing together this is this is where it's at then yes we all feel that way very it's strongly. on at this point yeah yes game on game For on sure. we dig it now um from from my impression of getting a chance to listen to in case you missed it uh, early, which we're always grateful for those opportunities. So thank you uh, to, uh, you know, Daisy Head and your camp for letting us get an early listen. It is very, very good. And we we really encourage the listeners to keep the energy uh, very high for April 28 because it's it's awesome. Now, um, th- from my impression is, is that this album references a lot of you personally. Um, uh, for sure. Right. So uh, what I would like to know, we'll talk more about that personal uh, contribution to the album, but what track would you say is your favorite or maybe one that you're most proud of considering the personal nature of it for you? Oh, um, <clears throat> let's see. That's a tough one. Um, it always guess... seems to be a tough one for the bands, you know, maybe. Right. It's hard to, it's like, what's your favorite child? You know, it's, you can't say. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, if we're talking about encapsulating my overall uh, emotional state, I would say that bodies was probably would be a good one for that. Awesome. It's definitely not my favorite song of the record overall. Um, that, that one would take some thinking and I'd probably say, Oh, this is my favorite for this reason. And that other one's my favorite for this reason. But, um, I, I say lyrically bodies a pretty solid, uh, for lack of a better term, embodiment of what, of what I'm trying to get across, you know? Was there any interesting stories from the recording process? We, we've talked to a lot of bands here recently that have, you know, had some, you know, normal stories of the recording, uh, environment, some, I almost wonder if they're making it up. I mean, is there anything that happened during this process that's worth talking about? Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm, it I'm sounds to like it's the, a... Yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting overall because we didn't have a full band at the time, and our friend Hart generously came up and engineered for it. And that that dude is a goofball. He's he's hilarious. He's all like constantly like making all of us laugh. So having him around was definitely a trip. Um, but I mean, there there were definitely some days and or nights where we got a bit too drunk, I guess. Yeah, had, we've, like, we've had... all been there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Brandon but... was there yesterday, actually. So I mean, <laughs> his is oh, pretty shit. current. Yeah. <laughs> cool. How you feeling today? Great. Good. <laughs> Great. There, there's times where sometimes maybe him and or I are, you know, maybe too liquored up for interviews i think we're doing okay so far right now yeah i feel good too my my words haven't <laughs> yeah, yeah. yet. so this is no this is going great i feel <laughs> i feel super solid right now <laughs> thank you we appreciate <laughs> yeah. the uh sense of encouragement um but so so this uh heart is is the guy's name or what he goes by then right yes and so i mean was he doing anything out of the ordinary uh yeah <laughs> i mean yeah there were there was one day he got he got particularly particularly trashed and uh he ate a cold burger out of uh like just out of the fridge like we had some burgers that day and we, we were saving <laughs> them for, for later and he just pulled one out of the fridge it was cold started eating it and he uh. he just looked like half awake while he was doing it so i, I got a pretty good uh, vine is no longer a thing but i got a really solid vine of it that we'll, <laughs> we'll probably never see again so that throw it up on snapchat or give you know a little a little tweet about it i'm sure your fans would love to see it Oh Heart, yeah, Hart. We want yeah, to know, man. Out. How was the burger? Cold. What did you think? <laughs> yeah, I've never had a cold burger. I'm interested to know. Was it good? I, or not? I highly doubt he remembers the taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Michael, before we move on, uh, what we want to do, you know, there's a, we're talking a lot about the album. In case you missed it, it's going to drop on April the 28th. Um, it's it's right around the corner. We're really excited about it. You guys have been pushing. Uh, a song with a music video that we're going to talk about here in a moment. But before we dive in a little bit deeper, we want to give our listeners and your fans the opportunity to hear Common Ground, uh, what I believe to be the single currently off of that album, in case you miss it, dropping on April 28th. You down with that? Yes. 
for sure. Brandon, you okay with that? I feel like I got to ask your permission. Like, am I all right to do this? You know I'm ready to rock, man. Let's fucking rock. <laughs> all right. So this is this is always one of my favorite times of the pod is when we get to listen to the tunes. So everybody, uh, please enjoy from the upcoming album from Daisy Head. The album's called In Case You Missed It. We've got common ground for you right here, right now. Enjoy. So that was Common Ground off of the upcoming album from Daisy Head titled In Case You Missed It. Now, Michael, uh, on March the 21st, Alt Press wrote an article on your new music video for Common Ground, which we just listened to. It's fucking awesome. Uh, oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what I want to know 
is what was it like to be featured in alt press? Now, before you answer, I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure, it's probably underwhelming now that you're on the Spinning Thoughts podcast. But think back, <laughs> think back before this this journey with us. What was it like? Um, yeah, so before the fame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, it was cool. We've they've done a few features for us, and we've been in a couple of their magazines as well. And I mean, you know, growing up and seeing alt press everywhere, and then ending up, you know, with it, it's always really cool for me. I I, never I still get subscriptions, man. I just actually paid for another two years today. <laughs> today, that's so cool. I that's, love it, that's man. A, it's a great company, so I'm glad that it's still being supported. It is, and, even, and, and even Brandon, on the physical sense. absolutely right. I mean, it is actually really encouraging to see them thriving. And Brandon is from where AP's. Did you know this, Brandon? Cleveland. Yeah, no, well, Cleveland's Cleveland? the home yeah. of rock and roll. Yeah, that's yeah, where, that's I, where I've AP's actually, out. I spent some time uh, in that. I don't know if it's still in the same warehouse, but it was in a warehouse where where Standby Records was, and yeah. uh, I spent some time there with uh, with like some friends of mine's band a long time ago and we knew that we were in the same building as AP and we thought that was really cool. So I've been, <laughs> uh, I've been directly now you're in, in the area. magazine. That's gotta be a little cooler. Uh, yeah, definitely much cooler, but um, yeah, I, I definitely, I love AP. They've always been really good to us. Brandon, uh, you know much about them? About all press? Yeah. No, no, not a ton. <laughs> I, damn. Wow. You, you okay. know, when, when I was um, subscribing again for two years here today and look, all press, if you want to sponsor the podcast, I'm not, you know, go, go for it. You know, I'm not, yeah, it is to, what like, it is, you I'm know, not... no pressure, but if you want to, and we're know, also, we're also still waiting on little Caesars to sponsor the podcast. Um, it is my, fa- I, I've been saying it every episode. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Until wow. Talk they, slut. Dude. Literally until they sponsor me. Little, little Caesars is my favorite pizza, but um, Yo, I worked at a Little Caesars for yes, like three years. Yes, oh yes, shit! <laughs> yes, dude. All so, I'm do you hate about, it? Uh, no, I mean, I didn't. I I bitched a lot of, about a lot about <laughs> it when I was a kid or whatever because I was young when I was working there. But I mean, I still eat their pizza. And Fucking their food, right, and, you do. Yeah, yeah, of course, it's great. And looking back at it, I probably, I mean, it'd be cool to have a job like that now and be able not to not have any worries yeah. you, you know yeah, a lot yeah. of people when i talk about my it's an obsession truly an obsession it really with, is with it's, little caesar sickening you need Ju- to get i help, just I had it yesterday and i had it for lunch today um <laughs> i love it um you know a lot of people tell me they like little caesars just because of how cheap it is like the five dollar hot and ready that has nothing yep. to do with my obsession <laughs> oh my god it is the best pizza on this planet in my opinion little caesars Thanks. give me a fucking sponsor Okay, maybe because I keep saying, support. yeah, maybe maybe because I keep swearing, they don't want to sponsor. Yeah, they're like us. fucking little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll talk, I'll talk to some people. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, Michael, yeah, Michael's maybe, connected yeah, a little yeah. Caesars, man. <laughs> Bro, I'll tell you what, man. If you hook me up with LCs, I will love you, and I already do. So it's gonna be a little bit more intense. Beware. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, all right, you scared him away, bro. Now, you know, this is an intense love. He's all like, right, oh. since I went off on the digression, I'll be the one to bring us back in. So we were talking about the alt-press article uh, for Daisy Head, the new album, in case you missed it, and uh, the music video for Common Ground. So in this article, you talked about how the new album, in case you missed it, presents every bit, and I'm quoting, Every bit of doubt in yourself and every bit of anxiety you had. Can you talk more about that? And did the album help you move on from it? Uh, yeah, it did and it didn't. I mean, um, I, I would love to say, I mean, there was a time where I felt like I was past it and, and I would love to say that I am, but uh, anxiety doesn't, I don't know if it ever fully goes away. So it kind no. of, you know, it creeps back up on me and stuff and uh I think that what the record did was it, it helped me kind of dissect exactly what it was and exactly what issues I had the most and was able to uh, portray it in, in a way that, to where other people could relate to it. And because that's that's essentially the only way I can talk about it. That's the only way I know how to, at least. So it gave me the opportunity to put it down on paper and uh, so I could you know, kind of put feelers out there and see who else like shares these same anxieties and and shares the self-doubt and whatnot it's it's something i've always struggled with and i will always struggle with but uh that this has definitely helped me cope a lot more and being being able to go perform it around the world and stuff like that and will really i think that'll help me move past it as much as i possibly can you know 
Yeah. Now, M- Michael, you, you talk about in this all press article and one from Noisy uh, about how the band was near a breakup. Uh, but you went through some lineup changes and here we are today. So congrats on keeping that dream alive and not letting it die out for you. Uh, what I want to know is, what were you going to do if you weren't in Daisy Head? Let's say that band did break up. What was your plan? Uh, are you going to stay in music, or were you going back to Little Caesars? What were you planning on doing? <laughs> I know what yeah, I, I would have done. Uh, yeah, I was going to take out a fat loan and uh, open up my own Little Caesars. And, dude. Uh, Ian and just talked about it for years. He's like, dude, I'm thinking about opening a franchise. I actually did look into it, and it's it's mighty expensive. But I'm sure. My- what is it, a million in cash, million in assets? <laughs> no, it, or what no, do you got Honest have? to God, I've looked into it, and I realized I don't have the capital for it. But, Michael, I Dang. am a hell of an assistant manager. Seriously. All right. <laughs> I will definitely keep that in mind. But, no, seriously, um, Michael, what was your plan if, if Daisy had did break up in that, in that scenario? Um, my plan, and I'm not sure how long this will take now that I'm so busy with Daisy Head, but my uh, now my plan is for whenever I'm done with, with Daisy Head and even while I'm in the band, I, I really want to get into artist management. Oh, so, good for you. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Kind of giving yeah, back I, to the community. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely, yeah, that's that's still what I want to do. And the, like at, at that point, whenever I did come to the idea of it being over, I was just going to you know work a full-time job until i was able to afford uh artist management but it'd be more doable you know without the band um so i'm still easing into it but at that point i would have just taken it more seriously and, and tackled it head on tried to immediately get a job in that world now in that side of the music industry i'm gonna i'm gonna put you um i'm gonna i'm gonna put you in the spotlight real quick here and just i'm, I'm curious um if you were to approach artist management which seems like it was going to happen you know, if Daisy Head didn't continue, which we're all glad it did, and you're saying that you may even still pursue that when time warrants, is there a band or two bands or however many that you have your eye on that you would uh, consider bringing in? Oh, yeah. Um, like, at bring in as a manager, like, to, to be Absolutely. their manager. Yep. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm working with a band. Uh, it's actually Hart, who I talked about earlier. It's his band. They're a band called Early Humans. I was like, you're about to manage Hart? Like, Ian and Nancy Wilson? That's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, Damn, dude. manage his hamburger eating. But um, <laughs> no, yeah, they're they're awesome. And they have always, always, always written music that I've loved. So, um, you know, once they got to a point of starting to take this band more seriously, um, I... I asked them if, you know, I could just kind of use them as a trial run and them use me as a trial run. And I can, I definitely know at least how to help a band get off of, off of the ground a little bit. So Uh, I'm going to do that for for them and take on those responsibilities and just kind of play pretend until either, you know, I become a, uh, a legitimate manager or they, they find one on their own. Like hopefully I can help them, you know, find someone that could do that. But I, I think that they're a sick band and they have a lot of really cool stuff happening this year and next year. So we, we've got a lot going on for them. A lot of bands um, are kind of doing this, and and I think it's great because, it, it, like I was saying, it's like you're giving back to the community. It's like a symbiotic relationship, right? Like you're going through the trial and error of of being in a band, and and then you take on younger artists and bands and and help them through those uh, tough times. Um, we we just had on um, Green Screen Kid recently, who uh, had Ryan from All Time Low produce uh, a song for them so mm-hmm. i i think it's uh, it's admirable to to take that approach do you see yourself um do, do you see yourself doing both for the foreseeable future or do you do you lean towards one or the other uh towards towards being in a band or or doing the management thing? yeah oh i mean right now in my life the band comes first there before everything literally like it's essentially before everything in my life which um because i've had so many member changes it's all a lot of it's landed on me so that it ends up kind of that's just my mentality with it now but um i'm still able to manage and and get by and stuff like that on the side so so speaking you know still in line with this alt press article that was focusing on the new album and the music video for common ground what is the story behind common ground how did it inspire the music video to come together uh the way that it did is there a story behind it um yeah there is actually i mean it the song started off as an instrumental track that that john taylor and i just kind of got together and wrote and um you know for the longest i i kind of just i think that i wanted it to be an instrumental because i was so exhausted writing the record at that point it was one of the last songs we wrote so i was just kind of like 
well, this sounds cool. I think that it might just be cool as an instrumental. And then I sent it off to Jay and a couple, Jay Moss, who produced the record. And then um, a couple of other people saying, hey, should I add lyrics to this? Like, should I, should I not bitch out and just go for it? And everybody <laughs> said, yeah, put, put lyrics to this. So I ended up uh, kind of just throwing some stuff together with what I had going on in my head at that point. And uh, it ended up being all like, I think everybody's favorite song on the at least on in our side now michael you also did a video a music video for don't feel bad so i got a two-part question for you on that uh did you okay. guys work with the same people for both the videos number one and number two who's the main creative force behind both of those videos um no the the first video we did with our like longtime homie lucas wharton and uh and matt kelly is now his teammate um, they, they run a company down here called, uh, Black Sheep Productions. And this was actually their, their first music video as this team, but we, we did our dishonest music video, one of our first music videos with Lucas as well. Yeah. So, um, we knew that was going to be solid. How many music um, videos have you done total? Uh, there's a good amount out there from what I saw. Yeah. We're like either five or six, something like, but one of them, at least one of them was just like me doing it on my iphone or whatever so talking like real music videos i think it's four killer still it's awesome so and, and it seems like both of these videos came out within a you know certain period of time right so uh, looking mm -hmm. back on the experience of both what mm -hmm. video took longer to complete from start to finish was there one that like was one just harder to shoot for whatever reason over the other yeah uh we did our second video um, with a, another local guy named Josh Jardim, and um, he he knocked it out. Like he he had the ideas in mind. He sent us over this like play by play on what he was going to do. We even changed things up a tiny bit, and we did the shoot with him in one day. And then he had it, you know, to us like within like less than two weeks, I think. Um, so that one was kind of like a, a quick rip. But with um, with Lucas, we all collectively put a lot of thought into it had a lot of meetings and we had actors and actresses that were going to be a part of it. We ended up just putting it down to uh, one actor and one actress. And th that had a lot of changes and it was our first one. So we all kind of took that one more like more seriously, I guess. So that one definitely took longer. What's, but, what songs uh, off the reason. new album do you pl have plans uh, to make videos for? Or do you have plans to make videos for any of the, uh, the tracks off the new album? Yes, we we have a couple of ideas. One thing I can't talk about, um, but something like a little different that Every we're doing. Every interview, but... Michael, we we ask a question that that the artist can't talk a lot about. <laughs> Every time, you know what? I'm starting to think that we're damn good interviewers because yeah. we're asking the hard questions, Brandon. We we'd be good interviewers if we got him <laughs> yeah. to talk about it. That's when you know you're a good interview. <laughs> yeah, Whatever, dude. Step by step, right we're you know one foot in front of the other. We'll get there. At least we're asking <laughs> the right questions. Now we got to figure out a way. To entice them to tell us, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So you can't you talk about me? much about the one, but continue. Yeah. So uh, and then we uh, we've been approached uh, by someone that wants to do kind of like a super eight kind of looking video for a song I wrote about my dog. So that one will be cool. About your um, dog? Is it Jack White? Yes. What's that? Is it Jack White? <laughs> Jack White? No. No. Not. Okay. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm a we're we're fans of dogs here at the Spinning Thoughts podcast. I've got oh, uh, Yoko cool. and Lennon, a German Shepherd and Husky. Brandon's got oh. Lily and Grace, which are both mixes. We don't mm -hmm. even know what Lily is. Um, oh, that's great. So we're fans of dogs here. What kind of dog do you have? Or uh, dogs? How many? Right. Number one. And what are their I names? Have one what dog. are they? One dog. Her name is maybe you'll you'll like this. She's actually a shepherd mix. Oh. Um, I'm not. She looks like she's part dingo. So Ooh, I don't. I don't that's know. That's what exactly I think. Lily is, is is a, a dingo shepherd. Is what I've always said. But a dingo's not like a necessary. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to sound like stupid here, but like a dingo's like kind of like a wild animal here, right? They're, they're wild dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. Yes, but uh, but there are like domestic breeds that do have dingo in them. Yeah. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. Intentional yep. domestic breeds that have dingo in them. Yes. Yeah. There's breeders in East Tennessee. Um, no way. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not saying I agree with that, but uh, they have been somewhat domesticated. And Interesting. My, yeah, my dog is great. She's awesome. Her name is Maybe, and she's like... Uh, <laughs> I was yeah, wondering, you're like, you're like, yeah, so my dog's Maybe. I'm like, what do you mean Maybe? What are you trying to say? That's, <laughs> that's the what? name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, may, uh, maybe use a, a character's name on Arrested Development. I named her after that. Oh, awesome! I've never yeah. seen it. Oh, now I feel really out of the oh. loop here. Wow, you're doing yourself a disservice. I know. I'm well, look, after we finish this up, I'm going to watch. I'm going to binge watch Arrested Development for you. Are I you did hear the show was on the good, podcast, but I've never I, I am it. actually saying that because you're currently on the podcast. I am not going to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, I, out, I, I'm gonna come up. And, I mean, there's a lot of good shows out there that I got lined up. So maybe now, at some point, Michael, if you want to go ahead and tell us some of the stuff you can't tell us, you know, if you really are that committed to Arrested Development, I'd be fine to go and watch it, kind of as payment. Oh, as payment? How yeah. like how much would you watch if I told you something I'm like not supposed to say? Will Three you seasons. The first season. I would. Oh. I would watch the first season before the crack of dawn tomorrow. Okay. Uh. I'll do it then. I'll do it. Oh, it's gonna happen. Okay. But you have. Are you a man of your word? Are you gonna watch season one of Arrested Development? You have to text me and talk to me about it afterwards. All right. All right. Hold on. Let me. Let me just clarify slightly. I. I don't know if I could commit to watching the entire first season tonight. Can I commit? That's fine. Can I commit to in the next seven days? I will watch the first season. I mean yeah, that. That's. That's a great commitment. And I will I'm tweet totally you that. my thoughts of season one of Arrested Development. All right, good. And then you're going to end up watching season two because you're going to fall in love with it. It's it's one of those shows that was uh, before its time. All right. The cast right. is ridiculous. So I'm down with that, bro. It. If you give us a little bit of dirt that you weren't supposed to tell us, I will watch that, tweet you, and we'll get a convo going. And I will <laughs> watch the tweet conversation. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so whoever is going to listen to this, it'll it'll be fine. I don't <laughs> think I'll get in trouble. But, um, yeah, we're – okay, so we released a demo for a song, Never Know, uh, like – a long time ago and then we ended up putting that song on the record kind of our own version so our next uh our next premiere is going to be we did a live video for it and we're going to release the live video as well as the the con like the actual uh album version of the song as well and that's how we're going to present that one that's going to that might be our last premiere before the record comes out so. and, and this is the first time it's ever been said to the public Yes, that Brandon. Was, that was pretty easy, Andrew. Uh, listen, Michael, what can I watch to get something else out of you? <laughs> Brandon, I think we just found the secret sauce to being the best interview, best interviewers in the world. So we did it. What this means is when we're not interviewing, we're going to be busy watching fucking well, binge watching shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, something I'm really excited to talk to you about here, uh, as we're heading out to the last two segments or so of the of the uh, episode, is Daisy Head is going to be out, heading out on a tour. You're headlining it. It's it's called the In Case You Missed It tour. So I'm assuming you're the headliner, right? Yes, we're we're sharing. We're actually sharing headline with Northbound on the East Coast and sharing headline with Fossil Youth on the on the West Coast. Gotcha. Okay. So and that's kind of the direction I was heading. So uh, this is in support of the new album. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that the tour starts on April 13, if if I'm remembering correctly, and it goes all the way until the end of May. So that that's a pretty, pretty fantastic tour. Now, what I'd like to know is how do you get ready for touring, especially one of this magnitude and length? What 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 goes on? Oh man, sleepless nights, a lot of stress, freaking out over nothing, kind of <laughs> stuff. Like you know, we all we all just you know work extra so we can have enough money to pay our rent while we're gone and. Uh, we definitely encourage each other with it too, because we all, it, it's really hard to work a lot, especially when you know you, it's kind of like when you're at school and like summer vacations close, that's, that's what it's always like. So, yeah. I mean, you're not going to, when you're that close, you don't want to do all the extra homework you got to do to get all your credits or whatever. It's, it's just like that with this, but you know, you got to do it. So we all just work, you know, most of us work multiple jobs and stuff like that. Just, we do what we got to do, honestly. Well, is there, as far as uh, as the tour goes, anything ritualistic that you guys do? Anything that, you know, people would look at and go, wow, that's, that's something odd. Like before or, you yeah. hit the stage. Yeah, is there anything that you do as a band individually that's, you know, ritualistic or superstitious or anything like that? Uh, we almost every single time right before we leave the tour get Chick-fil-A. And oh. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. What if you leave on a Sunday? Then what do you do? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's happened. And I think that we've had that kind of like, oh, shit. And that tour <laughs> Where are we going to go? <laughs> yeah. Now, Michael, what's the order at Chick-fil-A for you? Uh, I normally go with the with number one, which is a Chick-fil-A sandwich meal. 
uh, with no pickle. I don't what? get pickles. What? No pickle? I what? They... I don't have anything against pickles. I just don't want it on my Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. I'm just but, but... That's just one specific thing. So, like, if you get a Big Mac at McDonald's, does it have pickles on it, or do you take it off that, too? It depends on my mood. Sometimes I can uh, I can do the burger with with pickle. But. Look, look, look. I you know I'm not calling you out here or anything because I. I That's I, what everyone says out. right before I'm, they I'm, call I'm you out. I'm a big yeah. fan, Michael. I really am. But uh, I'm gonna say this: when I was in high school, when I was 16 uh-huh. years old, one of my first jobs was working at Chick Fil A. So you worked uh-huh. at Little Caesars. I worked at Chick Fil A. Hey, I worked at Chick Fil A too. Did you? Yeah, so I'm well, going to stop you right there. Well, <laughs> but then you know what I'm about to tell you. I mean, the, the two pickle slices on a Chick-fil-A sandwich are pivotal. They're imperative. <laughs> I mean, it is almost it is almost more important than the goddamn chicken on the bun. You have to make sure they're not touching. <laughs> How are you taking that shit off? Dude, maybe it's a north versus south kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you always been in Pittsburgh? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. I, well, I spent some time in Cleveland, which sucked a little bit harder. But Yeah, right, dude. <laughs> you love Cleveland. <laughs> We're fucking around. I like both of those cities, honestly. Well, I be- they're both great. They're very similar. They are similar. I, I mess with Brandon all the time since that's his, uh, his uh, hometown. Um, now, we talked a little bit heading into this segment about the supporting acts for this tour. So you've got... Uh, Different supporting acts along the way for varying stretches of the tour. We've got Northbound, Fossil Youth. I think you mentioned both of those. Tiger Wines coming in and Sundressed. Now, off the air, you and I and Brandon, Michael, we all talked about Sundress. They just released a new album uh, that we've been digging a lot here at the pod. Um, so I'm just kind of curious. How did you all come up with this lineup? It's really, I mean, I would go and just see Daisy Head. Don't get me wrong. But there's no reason not to go see one of these shows if it's within a three or four hour drive. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, if if we weren't on it, I'd still be stoked on the tour. I I'm honestly I'm I feel so lucky that we lined it up for for our first tour to do the release on. Um, but the uh, we I'm not sure it was more our team made the Northbound thing happen. I've uh, we played with Northbound before in Florida, but uh, you know John from northbound and i never really personally talked about getting a tour together but when uh we we found out that they were down to do a tour with us when the record was coming out and i thought that would be great because uh we were we just recorded a couple of songs where they recorded uh their latest material and i got to hear some of it and i thought that it was sick and i know that they they do well and they're they just got back from a europe tour with state champs and uh you know, I was just, I thought that was really cool. And then uh, Tiger Wine was added into that and I got to check them out and they're sick as well. But I, uh, I was kind of talking with Scotty from Fossil Youth myself about getting us and them together on a tour. And then I, I also talked to Trevor from Sundress separately. And then I thought to myself like, oh, it would be so cool if we could make all, like I could make all three of us be on one tour. And uh, so we made that happen, and I'm pumped. It just kind of magically all fell together. Now, I, I, like I said, this tour is badass from, from start to finish. Um, for those who are sitting there right now wondering, do I have a missed call? Because I heard something beeping. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let, me, let me just say this, okay? I don't like to toot my own horn, Brandon. Do I? Uh, no. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty popular guy. Okay, so um, what you're hearing in multiple episodes, and I, I can't for the fucking life of me figure out how to make it so that nobody goddamn calls me when I'm interviewing it. But but that is it's just it happens every goddamn time. So, no, you didn't miss a call. That was um, actually our metal guru of the podcast, J-Bone Matthew, calling me. So screw you, buddy, for calling me. I don't appreciate it. Yeah, but thanks, bro. Just wanted to get out of uh, here, J Bone. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, J Bone. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that out there. You're not going crazy. You didn't miss a call from mom or dad. It was just J Bone, that piece of shit. So, um, hey, Michael, to to kind of wrap up on the tour, which again is going to kick off on April the 13th. It's going to go all the way through May, and you guys are really covering some ground. So go and find Daisy Head. Check out their socials. Look at where they're going. They've got. You know, the graphic everywhere that's showing who's playing where, the different bands from Northbound, Tiger Wine, 
Fossil Youth Sundress. Check it out. If it's near you within three, four hours, get your ass out there. It's worth it. Before we finish this topic of the tour, what I like to know is while you're on tour, is there a city or place that has grub that you just have to get every time you're in that town? Oh, yeah. That's easy. Illegal Pete's from Denver. What is that? Illegal Pete's. Talk to us. Illegal Pete's is a, it's like a burrito place, kind of like Chipotle or, I guess, but, um, they, they just, first of all, they, they cater to touring bands. If you submit, uh, to them enough time ahead and say you're in a touring band, you're coming through, they'll hook you up with free food. So that's, that's how we, um, found out about the place was, you know, someone was like, oh, you can get some free food in Denver while you're there. And, uh, is that illegal? Oh no, it's not. That's the, that's the trick. They, they make you think it's illegal. So you feel like. Who want to do that? Yeah. Live life on the edge. No, it's great. It's the best burrito I've ever I've ever had. It's my favorite burrito in the U.S. So there at least that I've had so far. You've answered that. I mean, the answer to that was like the least amount of hesitation I've heard for that kind of question. So <laughs> it must be one of the best places. So uh, you said it's in Denver. Yeah, Denver, Colorado. And give me the awesome. the the name again. Illegal Pete's. There we go. All right. Oh, that's why Brandon asked if it was illegal. That yeah. it was such an unfunny question. I didn't yeah, catch on. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait to follow. Man. I mean, well, again, it was one of the least funny questions I've ever heard. So I must not have picked <laughs> Michael, up. Michael, I'm listening to you, man. I, I can't help if Angelo doesn't listen, but <laughs> I'm listening. Somebody so. does. Thank you. Uh, so, Michael, I, I was talking. You know, I was telling you off the air here that we actually, Brandon and I, we created a brand new segment in honor and inspired by Daisy Head and the upcoming album, in case you missed it, um, we, we created a brand new segment off of it, and it's actually called Hashtag I-C-Y-M-I. If that's too many letters for you, that stands for in case you missed it. Um, if you're not super privy to the Twitter world, that's a common hashtag. Um, you know, if, if you miss something, you typically throw that up there for people to see. So what we did, Michael, is... Brandon and I just searched the hashtag ICYMI and we're mm-hmm. going to read you some of the top in case you missed it tweets and, and we just want to you know get your thoughts on what those tweets are about okay you down with that yeah let's do it it's pretty fucking clever isn't it yeah <laughs> it is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot before we do this hold on oh please yeah. do let's all do one here Brandon are, what is it are a you shot guys of this I, we've got uh, some whiskey we got Jim Beam over here Oh, I got Jack over here. I would prefer that, but Brandon... Oh, it's sour mash. I don't like it. Yeah, whatever. I actually get Ezra Brooks, which is nine ninety nine a bottle. It's 90 proof. I don't give a shit. Fuck it, man. <laughs> yeah. I Dude, I had a really bad night. It was Thanksgiving Eve, and Salute. I got hammered on Ezra Brooks. Cheers. And couldn't wake up the next morning. I'll never drink it again. All right. So uh, <laughs> we're all we're all liquored up. Whew. Here we go. Let's do this. So this is the very first ever hashtag ICYMI in case you missed it segment with Michael from Daisy Head. So I'll kick it off. Now, again, everybody, keep in mind, every tweet, these are tweets we're reading you. Um, this is just what popped up is the, the top uh, tweets for the hashtag ICYMI. So uh, Michael, oh Carrie Underwood celebrated her 100th Opry this weekend what do you think oh. about that <clears throat> i think that's pretty cool uh i've heard that she's a sweet lady so i i'm always in support of famous people that are also sweet brandon uh give michael the next uh tweet that we found when we <clears throat> searched hashtag icymi all right tommy laren was banned from the blaze for being pro-choice thoughts oh wow that's heavy <laughs> I, I i mean Gosh, anytime I see her name, I just know it's just like followed by insanity. So it's all just insanity. That's it. Insanity. That's all it is. I agree. Insanity follows Tommy Laren. We'll see what happens. I'm, I was surprised uh, by her being suspended. It it, it, it kind of delegitimizes the uh, – is that a word? Did I say it? It is right? a word, yes. Oh, man, am I so good on nah, this spot. Maybe illegitimizes? I don't – okay. Well, who knows? Um, but regardless, it does one of those things uh, to the Blaze Network. I mean, you got to let your people have somewhat of an opinion that that differs from the network or, or why, why even pay attention. Whatever. All right. Um, the next one uh, that we found is a top search for the in case you missed it hashtag was salmon 
and poached eggs will never go out of style. Michael, do you think salmon and poached eggs are going to go out? Do you even like poached eggs or salmon? I don't. I don't. This this is the craziest question anyone's ever asked. Me. That's, <laughs> that's so wild. I, the, look, man, we didn't ask I it. Just this is just what, what people say. are putting out there in the <laughs> hashtag ICYMI. That's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Before I answer that, I will go back to the previous question. And uh, I, I, I couldn't tell which one of you it was, but we're just talking about how it. You you should be able to say what you want on that, a network. That was Angelo. That was me. Yeah. Well, but I also agree with that that yeah, sentiment. Yeah, totally. I think that's so important. I think that, I mean, there's bias in every bit of of media, whether it's social media or you know, or television news and stuff like that. I think that's the. I don't know. I know that's that the, the problem uh, with media today is that yeah. it's all just recycled and no one's having a true opinion. And when you have one, you, you get punished you, yeah, for it. You're gone. If you got an opinion, yeah. See ya. So. So you know that like half of the shit you're hearing on on any media site or or, or outlet is just like you are fake news, for that. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that is why you should subscribe to, to the Spinning Thoughts podcast because we don't subscribe to that mentality. No, well, that's no. a good punchline. We that's don't like subscri- yeah. subscribe to us because we don't subscribe to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys could easily ban me from this podcast for saying I don't like pickles on my chicken sandwich. So. That ain't going to happen, no, bro. Dude. We don't ban people. You way too cool Thank for you. that, bro. Way too cool. Thank you. Awesome. Now, I appreciate your opinion on that issue, but let's get back to the real issue here. Salmon and poached eggs. <laughs> Man, dude, I, that's just so crazy. I don't even want to address it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you okay? Let's just narrow it down quickly. Do you like salmon? Yeah, I do. Do you like poached eggs? Yeah. What like is that? Do you like eggs, eggs Benedict? Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. Is that okay. like over easy eggs? Or, no. Or what, egg, or just what, what comes on eggs Benedict is poached eggs. Okay. So yeah, it's like I mean, it's basically actually, cooked on top of water. Like you boil, a, like you crack an egg into water, and it cooks God. that way rather God. than hard boiling it. Okay. Actually, I will say one of the best brunch meals I've ever had was here at a place called San Añejo in uh, Nashville, and it was actually a salmon eggs Benedict. And oh, it was, so it was salmon delicious. poached eggs. He loves it. He loves it. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god! I didn't even. I, I didn't want to address it, and, but I actually love it. What the fuck is wrong with that? All right, so plug the restaurant one more time: salmon and eggs Benedict at where? At San Añejo. <laughs> All right, man. When I was right, when I was writing up this segment, I was thinking, "Is this even gonna work?" It fucking worked. This is awesome. It, it worked uh, out perfectly. I like that a lot, actually. All now, right. So the next one in the ICYMI segment was a brief history of executive orders. So I mean, I guess obviously it showed a history of Donald executive Trump. orders. Yeah. So if you could oh. issue an executive order on the music industry, what would it be? Oh God, man. Right before, right before we started this podcast, I I told you to catch me off guard, and this is this is it. Yes. So. Yep. This yes. Is, yeah. We told you we'd try, uh, so uh, you know. Oh my God. Do hey, do we get your like seal of approval then for like our interviewing abilities? Yes, for sure. <laughs> so, um, so what do you? I mean, seriously, what do you think? There's some pet peeves I have about the industry. Um, the entire industry, or what I have to deal with within it. Doesn't matter. Anything you could change. Period. Uh, answer your fucking emails. Like, just <laughs> answer your emails. Yes. Or text me back. That's not music industry related. That's business related, period. No, you know? hey, yeah. look. It, it, you're yeah, right, Brandon, but man, is it tough. But you people know. in the music industry are so flaky, myself included. I can be flaky from time to time, but musicians and people in the music industry, it's just a flaky world. So I, I think that if people respond to their emails quickly enough, it, everything would just be solid in the music industry. But there we go. All right, petulant man-child Trump refuses <laughs> to shake German chancellor German Chancellor Angela Merkel's hand. Oh, wow! Uh, I don't know, <laughs> dude. I don't know. I mean, we we could talk politics, you know, for a long time, and there's so many points that would come up. I feel like we would all mostly align on on things, but I'm sure we would. I mean, um, you know, it's not without like showing my political side too much i will say just the blatant disrespect has got to stop regardless of who it is like we've never had a president that's just just like won't shake people's hand just shake shake their fucking hand seriously do you deal. think it's because he has tiny hands and he's embarrassed 
uh, I think that uh, that, that, that Angela Merkel's that's... hands are twice the size of his. <laughs> Honestly, I, I would love to think that that's the real reason, and the whole hands thing is is ridiculous. It's so funny, but um, no, man, that's just that's his thing. Is uh, he just likes to show that he can he can do what he wants and he he gets his way, and sometimes that involves blatantly disrespecting people to their face on national television to I don't know play it play a side of power. I I think it's bullshit. I agree with you. All right, so we're going to finish off the in case you missed it segment. Um hope you enjoyed it, Michael. This was literally a brand new one. We were inspired by the album that's dropping on April the 28th titled In Case You Missed It. So, this is the final one. Uh now I'm I'm going to tell you, we didn't see this in in case you missed it. I'm going to just tell you up front. Um however, um I'm curious about it. So, and in case you all missed it, right? This it is just still like, applies, right? Um, now you referenced this earlier. It's like you're reading into me. Uh, Daisy had played two shows with Dashboard Confessional toward the end of February. Uh, how mm-hmm. was how was that experience? Uh, Chris Caraba, Dashboard. Uh, I love the I love that music. I love Chris. I love all that. What was it like? Oh, it was incredible. Um, I was actually sick the first, like really, really sick for the first show. So I thought that I wasn't going to be able to enjoy it. I mean, I was sleeping in the van right before, and then like, I was in the if I was in the bathroom of the venue, like trying to throw up, literally right before we were playing. And not not because I was nervous. We've we played to decent sized crowds. Oh, but yeah. I was I was catching. There was a flu going around, and I got it. Like that, it started hitting me that day. So um, I thought it was going to suck, but it ended up. I mean, when we played, I think we played really well. And then, like just getting to know Chris Caraba has been my favorite thing. Um, playing two sold out shows with dashboard was for sure amazing. And it's something I'll never forget because, you know, I've, I've known who they were since I was a kid, you know, from the Spider-Man yeah, me too. to soundtrack and stuff like that. So, but getting to, uh, getting to hang out with, with a legend like Chris Caraba and having him, you know, not only have us share the stage with him, but he, he befriended all of us. And you were talking earlier, whenever I mentioned being a manager, you, you said, you know, giving back. And I immediately thought of Chris because that's what he's doing right now. He's, investing in a lot of bands in our realm and he's he's shot our name over to you know uh managers and bigger bands and stuff like that to try and try and help us out some more and you know i can hit him up for advice and he actually texts back and is you know very like level-headed about it he just seems really nice like so getting to know him has been my favorite part of it so it's been awesome bro you didn't have to text him uh that he should come on the spinning thoughts podcast you didn't have to do that that was, that oh was, yeah, that's why I didn't. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> um, now, honestly, it sounds like an amazing experience. And uh, look, Daisy Head, you guys are on your way. Um, this new album dropping on April the twenty eighth is going to be phenomenal. We got to listen to it here. It's Spinning Thoughts podcast before all y'all. So suck it, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> um, so, um, hey, Michael, before we sign off here, it's honest to God, I've I've had a. A really, really great time talking to you. It's been a pleasure. Before we sign off, is there anything you want to say to your fans or anything else that we miss you might want to add? Um, no, I mean, other than like any of you guys who have been giving a shit through all of this stuff and seeing me through all the member changes and stuff like that, I'm really appreciative. And anybody who we're going to meet through this album cycle, I'm just, I'm so stoked to get out and meet everybody and just. I mean, I'm just thankful for where we are because I definitely could not have done it alone. So that's about all I can say to anybody who gives a shit about my band. I feel like I've plugged it multiple times throughout the episode. I want to hear the man say it right now. What's coming on April the 28th? Give me the plug. Yo, in case you missed it, coming April 28th from Daisy Head on No Sleep Records. Killer. That was way... I've said it like 10 times and I sucked at it. That was perfect. Smooth. Yeah, that was honestly (laughs) really... I did a great job just then. I'm I'm pretty proud of myself, actually. (laughs) You should be. (laughs) Oh, man, this is great. Michael, um, hey, thank you so much for being with us on the Spinning Thoughts podcast. We really appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Once again, we want to thank Michael from Daisy Head for being with us here on the Spinning Thoughts podcast. I had an amazing time, Brandon. What do you think? Dude, I had an amazing time, too. I really dug that In Case You Missed It segment. I feel like we really got to know Michael. And speaking of In Case You Missed It, it is the name of the second studio album release from the band Daisy Head that will be dropping on April 28th. Keep your ears peeled. 
while you're checking out Daisy Head and their album, in case you missed it on April the 28th, make sure you're checking out the Spinning Thoughts podcast on Twitter at Spin Thoughts Pod. We're on Facebook and SoundCloud. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. It is free. Free. And our website is spinningthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. Signing off from the Spinning Thoughts Podcast, this is Angelo. And this is Brandon, leaving you from the Spinning Thoughts Podcast World Music Megaplex here at Evergreen Studios. Keep on rocking out. With your peace out.